my definition of audio branding is that audio branding is the design of brand expressions through sound. I think that summarizes it because, as you said, what we try to create is a recognizable audio assets for the brand to use in their audible touch points so that they can connect with their audience in an emotional way. Hi, I'm Gabo. I'm Del. And I'm Mauro. You are listening to God Talks. Double G U Double T. Hi, everyone. Welcome to season one of God Talks, Double G U Double T, a podcast focusing on business and tech for good, experience design, and gut feelings. I'm Maria, designer, strategist, and venture builder running two ventures, GUT, Double G, UWT, and Other Dots Foundation. I decided to launch GUT Talks as the pandemic hit with an ambition to educate, put some karma on the board, and feature entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors who deserve recognition and have inspiring stories to tell. Feel free to email me if you need me, maria at gut.com, Double G, UWT, or check the links in the show notes. Now let's get started. Our guests today are three musicians, Gabriel Aguero, or Gabo, Dalmiro Lacazzi, Dal, and Mauro Gonzalez, who's going to be joining us a bit later. COVID hit hard the entertainment industry, so the three musicians went full-on focusing on their agency, Drop Music Branding, an audio branding agency based in Argentina. Great timing, where brands are being heard, not only seen, where audio is becoming more widespread which is something we're experiencing every day with never-ending Zoom calls, Clubhouse, and so on, where we activate and are activating some senses more than usual. And sound helps reach customers on a brand new level, beyond image and text. Guys, thank you so much for accepting the invite to be on God Talks. How are you? Hey, Maria, how are you? Hi, Maria. Very thankful to be here and thanks so much for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I'm really excited to deep dive into two topics with you. The creation of an agency in times of crisis and the opportunity of audio as audio in terms of branding per se. So we're going to go deep into that because that might be a discovery for some people in the audience as well, some of the listeners. So are you ready? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love the, the word opportunity there that you said, because it is a great opportunity that most brands aren't seizing. So let's do it. There's a word that we use here a lot that comes from a Simpsons episode, but from the translation in Spanish, I don't know if it is there in English, that it's opportun crisis. It's like a crisis, it's always an opportunity. You need to seize the bad things and turn it around into an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And then I started this podcast during the crisis, just to reconnect with people I met over the years, but also absolutely. to connect with new people like you guys we met on Clubhouse. So that's awesome. So yeah, who's each one of you? How did you meet as well? Okay, that's a funny story. We actually meet with Dal. We're two of three partners. Mauro is missing right now. But with Dal, I met Dal at elementary school. We were seven years old. And 
we became friends immediately and it's we are like brothers you know at this point we are 35 years old now i can't remember my life without dal basically <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> so uh, from that point we became friends and we both had the same interests and we became musicians bandmates then we studied in college together then dal went to study to berkeley I went to Boston. I got a, something to add there. The way I got into music was kind of, we all like music from very young age, but I wanted to play drums when I was little. So I told Gabriel, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to start playing drums. And he told me, wait a second, I already play drums. You should start playing guitar or bass <laughs> or something else. And that's how I got into guitar. We needed to be compatible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it worked apparently, right? So mm -hmm. you're musicians, right? So as people if i ask you to describe yourself who are you beyond the musician oh wow what a question okay i definitely had to say that i'm a dad i'm also a husband and i'd like to think of me as a nice person you know i have a lot of friends i like to play football i'm a social guy kind of extroverted and well we met on clubhouse talking a lot so <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got the idea Uh, me, myself, I think I'm a person that doesn't want to stay without moving a lot. Well, we're both from Patagonia. We came to Buenos Aires to study, then I went to Boston to study, then I came back here. I'm all the time like trying to find things to do, either on the technology side or traveling or dancing. I like dancing a lot. And also anything regarding music apart from that, uh, I might not be playing, but as I was telling you before, I like the technology behind it. Like we are really crazy about how things are moving so fast, the, all the opportunities you have, the, the tools that you have to make music today that uh, doesn't necessarily require you to play an instrument. Of course, if you have music theory on your mind, there's, the tool is even more powerful, but it's not a requirement anymore. I like that. And that takes us, you know, into you as brand yourself. But what was the moment you decided to go full on focusing on audio branding for brands? Okay. So we started working together after we've been on a band together. We were bandmates and playing things that nobody liked. <laughs> so uh, well, it was a reduced public. But yeah, we realized, especially since we studied music, that if we want to live out of the music we made, we need to find our place in the industry and we need to take it as a full-time job. And of course, like nobody likes every aspect of their jobs, but uh, the thing here, it's like, it's music at the end of the day. So we're kind of passionate about all the little aspects. And we, the idea was to try to find a way to make a living out of music and The artist life here in Argentina, it's quite a challenging and steep curve to, to try to get into. And it's a really weird circuit. So, yeah, but, but the process was a little bit seamless because yeah. we got a real good opportunity in 2011. We started creating music for uh, one of the biggest channel TV stations here in Argentina called El Trece. So from that point on, We composed every music piece for their identity, and but we didn't really know that we were doing audio branding or sonic branding. 
So time passed by and we were just having that big job, you know, big client, but we were like organized an agency. We were just three friends doing that. And another big opportunity came up for us and we were offered to create the new audio logo for a brand that it's called DirecTV, that it's a satellite operator at a regional level in Latin America. So that's when we started working with a global branding agency called Future Brand. And that was the moment we realized we were doing audio audio branding. And from that point, I became absolutely obsessed about it. I started reading everything about branding, about audio branding, sonic branding, any book there is around, you name it, I read it. So... At that point, Mauro, who is not here, told me, listen, this is big, you know, audio branding is big, is is really, he found an article written by Gary Vee that it, he was so excited when he got his first audio logo, Gary Vee, that he wrote that audio branding is going to be the future. And we really got into it and decided to niche down to just audio branding, but we specialized in creating brands' identities because there are other branches in audio branding. For example, you can link a brand to a known artist so that that brand can take advantage of this artist's audience. You can also create, for example, playlists for retail stores. But what we do is we're really good at composition and translating a music brief from somebody that is not specialized or isn't even a musician, we really understand what those words, keywords, they say, be translated into music. So that's kind of our biggest skill, you know? Yeah, that's cool. So I'm going to jump into that a little bit, actually. So you create, as you mentioned, a brand sounds that represent the identity and the values of a brand in a distinctive way, right? You, you create this emotional connection that is heard and recognized and memorable. Thanks. What is audio branding? Okay. My definition of audio branding is that audio branding is the design of brand expressions through sound. I think that summarizes it because, as you said, what we try to create is a recognizable audio assets for the brand to use in their audible touch points so that they can connect with their audience in an emotional way. So let me ask you this. You're based in Argentina, but it doesn't matter because you connect with brands all over the world. So how did you start getting your name out there? And what's the pitch to the customers? Because not everyone is aware of you know, what a brand is in general. You have some people who say, I just want a logo, but they forget about all the work behind. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to answer first the first part of the question, how did we got out? The thing is that when you're comfortable in a comfortable situation, you tend to stay quiet or stay still, right? So that's a good thing because being Argentinians and being musicians is like you are starting and being entrepreneurs, it's like the hardest level of any game. It's like you need to move all the time, you know? Just being a musician is hard, 
being an entrepreneur is hard and being from a country on Latin America with unstable economic situation is hard as well. So I kind of got the hang of Instagram. Like the thing is that I used to work in the TV station El Trece when, where we were doing the music. So when we started working with Future Brand, I saw that I could quit my day job and start dedicating all in to the agency. From that point, I worked a lot with designers. I was the coordinator of the motion graphics department in the TV station. So I worked a lot of times, eight years with designers. So I really understand what, how their process we find in this branding industry, working with a lot of people with a graphic designers background. So I kind of understood how to create a system that is really similar to how designers work because at the end of the day it's the same it's really parallel the visual branding with audio with branding audio brand. so we came up with a list of deliverables and the process is really similar and so i started following a lot of designers from like kind of a design community in instagram and realized how to create carousels and that's how I kind of got the hang of how to communicate through Instagram. And that's how I started connecting with people from all over the world, you know. And that was mainly during the pandemic, right? Actually, it was a bit that earlier. started, yeah, I think it was on the last few months of 2019. Yeah. So the kind of the initial work on that part was already done before the pandemic struck and then when the pandemic shut off we were a little bit better positioned for all this digital revolution that happened you know because we were already doing a little bit of this but not at the same amount than, than when the pandemic hit. yeah we were already having a lot of video calls kind of doing it just a little bit before everybody so that was great And yeah, that's how we connected from, from with brands from Australia to Hawaii, literally all around the world. So that's weird. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing to talk to people from all over the world and you have things in common. And, and there are a lot of things that you realize that we're all kind of in the same situation, you know. Yeah, I mean, you starting a bit earlier gave you this sort of competitive advantage, although You know, end of 2019, it started in China, but the rest of the world was like, no, mate, that's yeah. not coming here. And then, bam, mm -hmm. it happened Absolutely. suddenly everywhere else. We in Latin America, we thought it would never come. Damiru was always telling me, I'm very worried about this situation with the coronavirus. He said, ah, come on, it won't get here. <laughs> and here we are today. He was and, right. You know, you said before that, you know, there are many challenges and you transform those challenges into opportunities, right? And beyond kind of boosting or trying to grow a business in the middle of a pandemic, being in Argentina and starting, you know, in terms like a startup, it's it's a new thing, right? A new kid on the block and you need to educate people on what is all your branding as well. Absolutely. What are the key learnings you have out there for, you know, people who are planning to start their own business now or who have started in kind of the same situation from countries as well where they don't have maybe this advantage. Although today it doesn't matter that much because it's all online, but still. Okay, so you as a brand expert, you might know that one, when 
startup. You do like a, a market research on who would be your competitors and things for market positioning. So we realized that we are a little startup. We are a boutique company with the three of us that we are creating most of the projects. If we come across some project that we really need some crowd, some other musician we would hire, but the most of the projects we created, we are the creative. So what we did is we realized that we didn't have the structure for go to go directly to the client. To the client yeah. And the times I pitched audio branding to a client, they told me we need visual branding first, right? So I realized that what I needed to do is to pitch to branding agencies because we are the perfect add-on for their services. Because we we came across with a lot of branding agencies that they were saying, we have everything covered. We have visual branding covered. We have strategy covered, but we don't have an audio branding team. And that's where we come. And that's how we started working with future brand with big global agencies. That's interesting. That goes back to the question I had actually, which is what's the pitch? So now your ideal client are branding agencies because you provide this missing piece, which is the right. gap I don't have at the moment. And I want to ask you this, just going back a bit into you guys, because you're musicians, right? You're a drummer, guitarist now doing, yeah. you know, everything and, you know, I was an amateur drummer. I miss it so much, but I can't play here in Milan. So <laughs> you're combining both your passion of playing an instrument, but also jamming and so on and creating music that people can remember and resonate with. Yeah. Um, do you trust your gut when you need to deliver a project, when you're brainstorming about how is it that you're going to do? How are you responding to clients' needs? And adding your input and your suggestion to that as well. Does your gut play a role into that? I would say, I, I would the say that at the moment, I would say that, uh, yeah, most of the time, like the gut feeling it's there. Like we are creative people and creativity needs to come from something. It's something that you have like deep in here or deep in here, but lower if you want to say it, uh, so it's like a feeling, it's like something that grabs you unaware and, and it comes from the guts, the creativity. We think and analyze a lot of what the brand needs, but there's a lot of time in the studio that you might not get any idea and all of a sudden like, it's like, poof, it comes and the whole project it's done in a sprint, maybe. Yeah, I think that our creative process starts after we have a discovery call with the person that is going to approve or disapprove our project because we need to understand what their vision is, have that talk about where, how do they think their brand would sound or the creative director of the project also. And we do a market research and, and understand what are the competitors in their marketplace and what are the touch points. We do a lot of research. But at the end of the day, you need to have this special sensibility about it. And, and as Dal said, it's an interpretation of how we grab all this information that we have and translate it into these audio assets, you know. So every decision behind 
any expression we create has a why behind it, but there is definitely some gut feeling about it from our side. There's like a moment, I would say, like a pushing forward force that comes from, for example, if we have a brief and it's only a written brief, it's kind of, we tend to prefer to hear the person say the words. For example, if I'm describing what the brand would sound and I would say energetic uh, and aggressive, we really need to hear the words coming out of the creative of the brand that it has that idea for the brand because they have a much more impact in ourselves at the end of the day to create the music than if we, we would read it out of a piece of paper. I get that. I can relate to what you're talking about because as a designer, when you have this background, you do this research, but there's this time where you come up with this assumption or you have this instinct that you have to translate mm -hmm. and analyze and and be able to explain that. And the tough part in that is to be able to translate all this to the client as well, because many times it's not tangible. So yep. you need to be able to create this emotional link between you and, Absolutely. and the client. And <laughs> I, I, I think that any creative profession needs some gut feeling to be involved because at the end of the day, it's somewhat artistic. But I think that the way to defend your presentation to the client is by having this prior research where you kind of limit that creativity to the things that matter most. For example, if we are doing like a fishing brand, we need to have some sounds from the fishing world because that way we would then have these like different elements for us to use that we can use in a creative way, in any creative way we want, but they have a why we are using them, you know? It's not like I'm going to use, you know, a Japanese brand and I'm going to use a, a guitar because Spanish I guitar, want yeah. to. You need to have <laughs> some argument on, on why you did that. So it's not music for us. It's the best music for them, for their brand. Grabbing that, uh, that little part, like we create music that it's, um, it's for enjoyment, but the pieces of music that we create, It's not that um, we like them or dislike them or even so if we are in the creative process and some of the guys create something and some of us don't like them or vice versa, it's not personal. It's not like we are grabbed to the piece of music and it was some sort of piece of art or masterpiece just because we created. And that goes with the same for the client. The client can come and tell me and tell us this is like garbage and it's okay. It's not personal at all. Absolutely, because we are doing, a, we are providing a service, a service for our clients. And in spite of being something very artistic for us, it is what it is. It's not music for us. You know, if we want to create music for ourselves, that what we do is, uh, you know, do whatever you want. In this case, <laughs> limited public, is that it? Well, <laughs> well we've been there. We've been there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and goes goes the same way, for example, if Marie a marketing guy wants to put <laughs> music that they love in their personal time onto the brand, and that's like big no-no because they are kind of mixing the, the two things. If you have like a personal brand, it's okay to have that. But if you have like, I don't know, you're selling uh, nuts on a jar and the guy from up top of the company likes a very particular genre of music, that doesn't matter what he actually likes. It's best to the brand 
but it's an instrument. Yeah, that's that's great because so we don't create the music we want to create for the brand, but we won't create the music you want to create for the brand. We are going to create the best music for the brand, right? So personal tastes aren't in the mix. For sure. And you talked about the brief. So how do you translate the brief from the client into audio logos? Okay. There's a little bit of sensibility and gut feeling there as well, because we need to create an interpretation of the words that our client or the agency is telling us to do to musical terms, right? So they maybe are telling me, listen, this is a bank and they need to be safe and it's a very serious and conservative brand and their color is red. So <laughs> we need to take that and create an audio logo, right? So this is a real case, what I'm talking about. We created the biggest cooperative bank from Chile called Copeuch, and that was the brief. That was the actual brief. It's a cooperative bank that they are really conservative. They haven't changed anything from their branding in the last 50 years, and now they want to connect with a younger audience. <laughs> so what we did was we came up with an audio logo by playing a guitar, an acoustic guitar, because an acoustic guitar is a representation of the cooperativity because it's such a... Yeah, here in Latin America, the the guitar is like a really popular instrument. That and same. it kind of tends, for example, in a lot of campings, we play it in around the fire and would bring people together. It's an instrument that is so close to the people and cooperativism. We also used a lot of voices like a choir, you know, because it's a really abstract concept, cooperativism to music. So we try to sell the idea of what we were doing and it was like a really soothing audio logo nothing very crazy about it because it's a bank and you need to be safe you don't want your bank to be crazy at all <laughs> so that's how we do it you know it's like it's we use a really stable scale because then if we can get into a little bit of the academics behind music there's a couple of conventions like, for example, there are scales that tend to sound more stable than others. So you can get really into that. Also, the color of the different notes. You can have the same core in two different notes, and one would sound brighter, and the other one would sound darker. So there's kind of a lot of tools that we have at our disposal to try to convey that feeling. But it's one of the key parts of the briefing for us. If we get to hear the people talking about their brand, or the brand that it represents, the, the process is a little bit easier because you can read the sound of the voice, you can read the, the way it's looking, the gestures of the hands. So, so you look at uh, the five senses, actually, and then with your creative skills and your technical skills, because you were mentioning early on as well that you love playing with technology and so on, yeah. you manage to come up with proposals. I think that's an intriguing process. And I think we're going to be hearing about audio branding more and more. As you were mentioning, actually, Hopefully. But I want to go back a little bit into the business wow. side of things. There's three of you and you said, yeah, let us, here is the third person. Now that you're saying, yeah, right. 
Hello. This is Mauro. <laughs> hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to Mauro. meet you too. All right. So we have Mauro with us now. Yes. So uh, I want to ask you, now there's three of you actually. I was saying two, now you are three. There we go. <laughs> Bonus. How <laughs> How's your decision-making process? Because you're saying, you know, you might prefer something and, you know, you... Gabo might prefer a specific direction. Mauro might prefer another one. Dalmar preferred another one as well. How do you go about it? Usually there's always two against one. So that the matter is decided there. Yeah, being three, that's a very cool advantage because there's always yeah, a bigger part of the decision. Yeah, besides we know each other so well that there are no ego whatsoever around an idea. We don't fall in love on ideas. So if Mauro tells me, I don't like what you are doing, it's okay because I know that he's coming from a place that we are all together going to the same direction, right? Yeah. So if he's saying, I don't like it, it's because it's not good. Yeah. So it it's okay. Working, yeah. I'm going to do another thing or, or let's go in another direction, right? So it's not like an artist or a band or some that one comes with an idea and I want to do my idea because it's not like that, right? It's what's best for drop music branding or for our clients. What's best for drop music branding is what's best for our clients. And if drop music branding is okay, we are, the three of us are okay. There, there is no copyright behind that. I, okay. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because when you're one co-founder, let's say one founder, you're the sole decision maker. When there's two of you and you're not always okay, mm. there's kind yeah. of conflict. When you're three, it kind of makes <laughs> it easier. But I know that the ultimate yeah, one, goal is to do well with what I, the brand I, needs. But I, I need to say that I'm the one that is more about business development. And I've been uh, networking a lot on the past two years. And I've seen a lot of people, designers or brand experts that are alone in this journey. And I can't understand how they do it. You know, it's like I couldn't be happier working with my partners. I love these guys. We are best friends. As, as I said before, we lived all our life together and think that it's a better journey when it's a shared journey, hmm. you know. So I would advise anybody to go and find a partner and do this with somebody else because they support you when you're down and you share the victories. So it's always a win-win, you know? Yeah, I mean, the episode number seven that I released this week is also two cousins and wow. it, they wouldn't have done it without each other, actually. Sorry, th these are the Milan Bells. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Can you> hear? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to go and record them right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it just takes like three minutes. Uh, no, sorry, one minute. So, uh, yeah, I, I just want to, you know, end this part with like the mm -hmm. kind of business side of it. Uh, yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, yes. of course. Okay, cool. Just let's enjoy the bells. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would leave them, you know, it's like uh, uh, the proof that you're in Milan. <laughs> well, speaking, of, speaking about audio branding, which That's... case is better to explain it than the, the church and the bells? That's audio branding, you know. That's one of the oldest. One of the oldest. You, hey, we are here, we're the church. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. And they keep reminding you that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true, actually. The, the bells here are, I think I've written the hours down. 
just just to be able to take my calls in that sense. They're, they're really nice to hear, but when you're recording, it's kind of difficult. But I like the way you're putting it because I'm using the gong, but actually I could have used the bells as well. <laughs> right, right. In, 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 the, <laughs> in the audio branding. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. you're absolutely right because each time I'm on a call and someone hears the bells, everyone loves it. Always. Yes, it's something that it's very characteristic from the place you are living, you know. Yeah. Place audio branding is a really big thing. Now, uh, tourism is really low, but <laughs> before uh, we were we were really aiming to that because the cultural experience of traveling is one of the the greatest and culture really translates into music and music makes the music places unique, right? We had the opportunity to pitch, but not to do it yet, the audio branding for a whole city. Yeah, that would be... Wow. Yeah. That's one of the things that we would we, we really like to do. We pitch a couple of budgets, but the pandemic. So they yeah, didn't and the, came and to the, nothing yet. But And uh, an airline. We were planning to create also. a brand song, but with different styles, depending in each different country, the airline would go of the destinations, you know. So I think that bringing, enhancing these cultural expressions through sound is one of the big things we can do for a brand. Going back, you know, to the marriage between the three of you, since you've been together for (laughs) over 30 (laughs) years, right? Not everyone's lucky to have friends who are also partners. You know how each of you thinks, actually. You can rely on each other and so on. So... Who does what? And do you ever fight? Mm. <laughs> of course we fight. <laughs> yeah, we might have we might have disagreements, but the thing is that being free, uh, not everyone, everybody is good at everything and not everybody is good at the same thing. So uh, we kind of, uh, it's not that we assign roles, but each one's personality kind of shines in a different area. So he would take it. Yeah, now nowadays we're a little bit more organized yeah, in we, that aspect true. and we've divided the tasks of a business a little bit better. And yeah, basically I'm the one that is networking and business development and more designing brand expressions, our brand expressions. Dal is more the financial chief, <laughs> right? And Mauro here is the one that at the end of the day is always creating music, doing the projects and researching about technology and where do we need to invest. And the three of us love to do the project, you know? Yeah. Can I add something about what's so cool about being three and being friends? She asked if if we fight it. Of course we fight. I would say very little. Discuss Mm -hmm. more than fight. Yeah, maybe have some difference. Not most of the times. It's very... Well, the thing is that, you know, for example, I had travel today and I, I showed up late and I, I know these guys are not going to say anything. I know uh, it's kind of a code, you know, we mm-hmm. we lean on each other and maybe, well, today. Come the thing on. is that we, we understand that we are in the same boat. We are trying to get to the best place possible. So we understand that if somebody doesn't do something, it's because... Something happened or, or we are humans after all, right? <laughs> so there's no, no much problem. So it's like you said, it's a marriage, you know, you, you need to forgive 
and live and let live, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Tell you know, startups because often you know you have a single founder looking for a co-founder, and like you don't always have to find a co-founder because it's a marriage. If you search, search, and struggle, and this is your main focus, it's not gonna work. If it comes along the way, then perfect. But looking in search for a brochure or a catalog or trying to find it's not the way it works. And and in that sense, I mean, you guys are fortunate. And it's a, it's a great story, you know, from friends to building what you're building. Drop music branding, which is your baby, right? Together and you're nurturing it and trying to make it global. And in, in no time you manage already to work with people in different continents. So th this is awesome. And what's your advice for people who are looking to start something or who have something on the side, which represents an opportunity, what to do, how to get started. My advice is it would be that any people, any person in this world should do what they love doing. You know, for me, it really changed my life. I was 11 years old when I decided to be a musician, but I didn't realize what implications that decision had in my life. So when I finally got the opportunity to really work and feel free, I felt free, you know. It's like we work almost the same time that we are in with our family. So if you work in something that you don't like, you're going to be the half, half of your life miserable, you know. So really put the works on doing something that you love. That's my advice to anybody. Yeah, I would say that uh, passion, passion is key to be able to get up every day, go through the bad days, the good ones, and, and to try to be moving forward all the time. You need to have passion for, for what you do. You really need to enjoy it Yeah. so you can start your own thing. Also, you need to be very resilient to, to any problems that will come up. You need to be strong and determined and... Those are not, not new things I'm saying, but for me, it was key always for the music. And there's people that switch around jobs and each job they arrive is like, well, they're new there. So they start again. So if you keep going straight forward, if you have any a vision or a passion, like he said, it's easier to, to build. So over the things that you were building before. So that with time and patience is, is my recommendation for the people. <laughs> Yeah, that's a major keyword as well, actually, patience, because things don't happen overnight just like that. It's uh, perseverance as well. So, Well, you said it. You, we look like a startup, but we've been doing this for most of our lives, you know. <laughs> so it, it's weird, but it it's patience and perseverance and resilience. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's enjoying the journey because if you are looking to save yourself with a huge opportunity that never comes, you're miserable waiting for it. And the idea is to enjoy the path of being, yeah. having yeah. your own work, being your own boss. You know, there are a lot of things that entrepreneurs have that are amazing and, and they need to appreciate that. Happiness is the road, not the destination. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you said as well that you decided to embark on this, you know, journey to become a musician and look at what you're doing now. You're, you are making a living out of music, but also helping brands be memorable through music. So along the way, you're doing that. And you said it's quite challenging actually at the beginning. And, and we know worldwide when someone wants to become a musician, everyone around would be like, 
that's tough. You, you're not <laughs> going to be able to live. Yeah. You know, it's something you're I thought about, I wanted to, but I mean, I had the world around me telling me, no, no, it's not, you yes. do it on the side. It's just for fun, you know, things like that. And, and Well, I like to think that we musicians are, first of all, a little bit rebel because of what you're saying. And second, we are cheap to be entrepreneurs because we know that we are never going to work in a company, you know, because you're a musician. So you need to tough yourself and go for it against all the world. And that really prepares you to be an entrepreneur. Awesome. I like the way you put that together. So yeah, thank you for that. I don't know if you guys want to add something or else let's allow Mauro to introduce himself. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Mauro. I met the guys back in music school. I met them uh, studying there at the EMBA here in Buenos Aires. And it was like an instant kind of friendship. If it was a marriage, it would be like love at first sight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> And well, from that point on, the, uh, we became friends and, and man, bandmates and partners in crime and everything through our, our youth. And also, well, I, besides that background of music, well, I worked a lot with TV and TV novels, you know, like soap operas for young teens, Disney Channel at that time for a few years. And I, I actually was, like Gabo said, you never will find a, a job as a musician. We go in every day in an office and well, I did for five years, I think. And that was a very cool experience. And we, you learn a lot from the Disney people because they have so much rules and things and manuals of the brand and do's and don'ts and compliance and all that, mm -hmm. that world, you know, that was so interesting to be inside that. So I made music for that and I also coached the, the, actors. Uh, the actors Yeah, on scene. I needed to talk to the director to tell him, yeah, you know, this take will, will not, you can use, you can't use this. And maybe the director loved the take and that kind of discussions <laughs> went by. But well, and the parallel, we were making music at the same time. So, and Gabo was working at the at Canal 13. So, we kind of all left our day jobs to be this, right? And that happened like a couple of years ago, yeah. more or less. So yeah, like eight, 2018, kind of. Yeah, 2018. So that's why it looks recent, but it's not recent, you know. We started drop music branding when Dal was in Boston and Mauro and I had different jobs. So that's why... We worked together, but we weren't like an agency, really. And right now we are, we are registering our entity in the U.S. So it's, we are, now we are having a real structure, a real, you know, place, basically, business. Congratulations, actually. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. I, I would really love to thank you again for having us. And it really means a lot for us. I really loved connecting with you and hope to be in touch for anything you need. We are at your disposal. Yeah, and also we, we appreciate you spreading the word about audio branding because not much people are talking about this subject and it's very underestimated. underrated. Yeah, underrated. So thank you. It so is thank absolutely. That's why actually I loved what Mauro was saying on Clubhouse. I think we spent a few hours on this uh, 
in this room and it was brilliant. And I thought, you know, I can't miss on this opportunity to have this guy on the show. And then bonus, I got the three of you. I got the dream team. So that's uh, cool. Thank you so much. And, and where can we find you? Well, you can find us in, on Instagram at, at Drop Music Branding or in Clubhouse at, at Drop Music Brand because we are not branding. <laughs> uh, uh, you LinkedIn. can find us on LinkedIn at like Drop Music Branding. And we have a website, dropmusicbranding.com. And we're always up for talking. And so if anybody wants to connect with us, we'll be here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Maria. Awesome episode with Gabo, Mauro, and Dal. We spoke about their journey of creating their agency, drop music branding, about their process, about scales. So we went a bit into the music and technicalities of things. We talked about case studies and more. Thanks for listening. You were listening to Gut Talks by Maria Matloub. To support the show, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who could benefit from listening to these stories and experiences. To continue the conversation, join the LinkedIn group or the Telegram channel. All links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time.